Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Connor. So President Trump is always talking about fake news. Yep, he is. What is this fake news thing? I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, it's interesting because there's been a lot of complaints about the news, quote unquote, the news. And, and why do I say quote unquote? Well, uh, news in my mind is, is informative, right? And it's, it's not biased, meaning the person isn't trying to like only show you one perspective and have you believe a, a certain point of view. I, uh, I laughed, uh, during the, the coronavirus crisis, uh, like right at the the time when like everyone was just the most kind of anxious and paying attention. I remember seeing this video online and it was a, a, a news, uh, what, what do you call it? A reporter. It was a reporter standing in front of the camera and they were wearing a mask and they were talking about how uh, a lot of people weren't wearing masks and why that was a problem. And so they were just talking about, man, everyone needs to be wearing masks and and they interviewed someone who was like, you know, complaining or criticizing people not wearing masks. Well, then someone else standing nearby was also recording their own video and they posted it online. And what did you see? Well, yeah, the reporter was wearing a mask like we saw on camera. However, the cameraman was not wearing a mask. <laughs> and so here's this reporter like shaming everyone for not wearing masks and, and his own colleague wasn't wearing a mask. And so you get these like... The, these quote-unquote news reports that that they seem so skewed, right? It seems like we're not really getting facts and we're not getting true information. We're getting like manipulation. We're getting yeah. perspectives that are trying to bias us. So I guess maybe let's start just at the outset, Brittany. This is clearly a new thing that has only started during President Trump's administration, right? <laughs> yes. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Since the beginning of time, since there was, you know, the first newspaper that was probably chiseled on some sort of stone somewhere, uh, <laughs> there has been biases and there have been people telling half-truths, right? I mean, talk talk about have three people, have anything happen to those three people, each of those three people will tell the same event differently, right? We've all played telephone as kids, remember, where you, somebody starts a message mm -hmm. and then you have to whisper in their ear and by the end, it's a completely different message. Right. Well, that happens with the news too. And the problem is we have so much news today because we have social media, we have the internet, we've got radio, we've got podcasts like this. So there's so much information that no one really knows what's real anymore or what's, or what's you know, false. That, that actually brings up kind of an interesting maybe little exercise for the kids listening. Um, I would encourage the, the kids listening, go talk to grandma or grandpa and ask them when they were your age what the news was like. Um, That's a good idea. And, and as I think about this, like with my own grandparents, and I'm a little older, so my grandparents, of course, were uh, kids, you know, a decade or two or three or however long uh, before. But when you ask your grandparents uh, or even great grandparents, if you have some that are still alive, that would be even better. Uh, Brittany, what they're most likely to say is, oh, when I was growing up, there were only three channels on TV or, you know, there was... Uh, you know, or maybe just two newspapers, right? Maybe before yeah. before TV, yeah. Yeah, and and actually, I mean, I think back in the day there were probably more newspapers than there are yeah. now, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, small smaller towns had newspapers. A lot of people got their uh, news that way, but you know, the TV stations were very few. So it's interesting. I think a lot of people, you know, would maybe watch the nightly news on you know with Walter Cronkite or whoever on the one channel. 
but that they had their local newspaper where uh, there were you know reporters talking about what was happening in their community or around the world. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see how news has changed. So maybe fast forward, Brittany, if we have our listeners go ask their grandparents what it was like back in the day, how would you describe kind of what news, uh, quote unquote, news or media is currently like? How would you describe the current state of affairs? Chaos, um, which I, I mean that in both a good way and a bad way. And the good way is we have so much news. Like I was saying before that it's it's like there's more stuff to sift through, right? We have so much information at our fingertips on our phones, on our computers that we actually have to sit and say, all right, what's real and what isn't? And that's really good because like we were talking about earlier, if we think about back in the day when maybe there was not a whole lot of news sources, we're very lucky to live in a wealth of information. The problem with that is that takes more work on our part. That means that people like you and I have to be really, really vigilant in in, find, in fact checking, right? Finding out if what we're listening to is correct. And right now that's becoming increasingly hard because like you said, on one channel, they're saying one thing, then you switch mm-hmm. to another channel and they're saying the un- completely different thing and they seem to just go against each other. And so a lot of it just seems like it's a bias or an opinion, like you said. It gets even harder. Uh, a lot of people will agree with you, Brittany, that we need kind of fact checkers uh, to do this. And there are some big social media websites like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you know, Facebook especially has started to do like fact checking, um, but they rely on people, humans with their own opinions and their yeah. own biases to do the fact checking. And so you've seen, uh, for example, I had a, I had my own post when uh the CDC, which was a center for disease control, one of the government agencies, and they were talking about how the schools would be allowed to reopen yes. uh, in the fall, right? And, oh, here's all these you know, guidelines and recommendations. And it made the, the waves. A lot of parents were talking about it. And for the kids listening, they were, they were recommending a lot of crazy things, right? Like all the young kids have to wear masks and no playgrounds, no recess. No lunchtime, right? No lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, like all the good things that we remember about school, right? <laughs> the you, few you, good things. <laughs> yeah, you just have to sit in a desk six feet away from people. So I wrote this post on Facebook. And I shared this information. I talked about how they were guidelines. I didn't say that they were mandates or laws or requirements. And Facebook put a little graphic over my post saying, you know, this is false. And they provided a link to some other organization that, quote unquote, was the fact checker. And they were saying, oh, all these people are claiming that this is required. But the CDC was just giving them as recommendations. And so then I thought, well, wait a minute, that's all I was saying. And yet now you're portraying my point of view as incorrect. You're you're portraying me as a liar, right? Or maybe someone who's gullible and just believes wrong things. And, and uh, you know, then you think of there's groups like Snopes. I was there's just going to bring up called, the Snopes. That please, was, to me, go is ahead. Like the funniest thing, because you had a parody or satire, I guess is the word website. And satire for listeners that we don't know is when you kind of take Take a, make a fictional story out of something that's kind of true, but it's it's like funny. I'm trying to think of shows that maybe do that. What's a kid show that does that? The kid shows do that? Oh, I don't know. All I right. have some homework to do to find out. <laughs> yeah, me too, I guess. So Babylon Bee was a website that kind of made not real news stories, but they were news stories that were kind of based on real themes going on in the news. And, and they were pretty obviously fake and everybody would laugh at them. But Snopes, a fact-checking site, started basically saying we should ban these funny sites, that we can't have these because they're not telling the truth. But it became so outrageous because nobody was going to the site for the truth, right? Babylon B and sites like The Onion, people go to to laugh. It's, it's all about comedy. It's all about having a good laugh. Mm-hmm. But here, fact-checking has gotten so blown out of proportion 
that now you have websites that are checking, you know, funny sites as being fake news when they weren't even news in the first place. Yeah. And uh, the, the Snopes is run by like a guy and his wife and they are like, you know, very liberal Democrat type people. And so they have their own biases and perspectives and, and, you know, then they fact check things on people that they don't agree with, but then they don't fact check things on people that they do agree yeah. with. Right. They don't want to portray you know, other Democrats, for example, as <laughs> being wrong or liars or sharing fake news. And so they don't, you know, analyze their stuff as much, but then they'll do it all the time to people that they disagree with. So you definitely find kind of this uneven playing field. And so, Brittany, my next question for you is based on on that idea that it's this uneven, unequal playing field. You describe it as chaos. There's so many sources we need to be fact checking. How does the how do our listeners, how does the average person try and sift through all that? Let, let me make it even easier. How do you sift through that? What do you do to try and make sure that you're learning the truth and, and not being kind of swayed to, to read or, or believe fake news? Well, and I'll be honest, I mean, we each have personal biases as well, right? So I, I am going to go and seek out news sources that that do, you know, not not only tell one side of the story, but are aligned more with my opinion. However, there are certain things that are just facts, right? The, the facts of a case, the fact of what happened. And for that, and I think I've talked about this in an earlier episode, I always go to something called primary documents. Sometimes that means like reading a piece of legislation, which is not easy work, I want to point out, but a lot of making sure you get the news right is a lot of um, personal responsibility. You know, I'm not going to rely on a fact checker, like you said, who's just a, another person, you know, who's, who also has their own biases. I'm not going to trust that person to fact check for me. I'm going to need to fact check everything that I read. And eventually, I think you kind of come down to a part where you have maybe, you know, a handful of, of publications that you really you trust. But that doesn't mean you should ever stop fact checking. Even when I read something in, in Forbes or Wall Street Journal, which tend to be, in my opinion, a little bit more truthful than others, even though I still rely on those, every time I read an article, I'm still going and looking for those primary documents. I'm still reading the legislation or or reading the actual quote, you know, that was that was used in the article. So I think, and I think I've used this term before as well, constant vigilance, right? To, to understand and to get the right news, you have to be really working towards making sure that you're doing everything you can to make sure that you are fact-checking. Something that I've tried doing uh, in the past, uh, first is sometimes I let my friends be my filter. And what I mean Ooh, by that is yeah. rather than me going out to news sites and clicking and reading everything, I'll wait until I see friends sharing, you know, on social media, the same article several times. And then I'll think, okay, this is now newsworthy. In other words, a lot of people care about it. So maybe I should as well. Um, but even then, maybe they're all sharing the same article or the same few articles that might be biased. And so like you, it's, it's very much trying to find like, okay, what's the original story? Or let's go to a, a few different news websites. One thing that I found interesting, Brittany, is especially when it has to do with like the American government, we talked about Edward Snowden, for yes. example. And so one thing that I like to do is read uh, media sites from other countries and get their totally different perspective than American ones. Because American, uh, for example, if you're a reporter uh, who's reporting on, let's say, Congress or the president, you want to be able to have access to them because you want to be able to interview them for your stories, get quotes from them. And so you don't want to upset them too much. And so what that 
means is that you as a reporter, you're supposed to be this good investigative reporter holding powerful people accountable, exposing corruption, blah, 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 <laughs> except that doesn't really work out very well because reporters want to not offend their sources. They don't want to upset the people who they want to interview. And so they rarely are you know, really tough on these people. Um, and so what that leads to is journalists or reporters in America who tend to be very friendly towards, you know, Congress or the president or their perspective. But when you read from reporters in other countries who don't have to deal with that same kind of, you know, relationship situation, they can be much more aggressive. They can be much more raw and real and, and call people out. And so it's very interesting to read totally different perspectives from different countries, either another English speaking country or a lot of the big websites in other countries. They'll have, you know, English translations um, on their website. So that's been something uh, enjoyable and, and enlightening that I've done as well to try and see like, you know, what about people who totally have a different culture or perspective just to kind of see what they say. I think another thing to bring up too is is finding journalists, not even just publications, right? Journalists that you know are pretty good at telling the truth. Um, Glenn Greenwald is a favorite of mine, and I don't always agree with him, but he is the one who first broke the story about Edward Snowden, and so he's been very trustworthy in my opinion, and he's willing to say things that maybe go against popular opinion, even when he you know when he knows that they are true. Another one, I, I think his name is I want to say it's Jeremy Scahill. I get the name wrong sometimes. Yep, that's um, right. He's he's another one who I've had the pleasure of meeting. Who's just a lovely person, but he's another journalist who has taken a lot of risks and uh, to report the truth. And so he's somebody that even when I don't always agree with him on let's say economic issues, I know I can agree with him on foreign policy things like this. So I I go to him for this news because he's already kind of proven himself to me. One of the things I think we have to be careful about when we talk about the news is like you just pointed out a little bit, you know, you disagree with them sometimes, sometimes they're wrong, everyone has their own biases. We also have to get away from this idea that authority figures are right, mm, right? Yeah. Or that certain reporters or certain newspapers, you know, that, oh, it's the New York Times, they must be right, or it's Fox News, right? Um, but, you know, think of like being in school, your, your teacher kind of has this authority position and you need to learn and listen to whatever I'm saying, but they could be wrong. And then if you challenge their authority, you know, they're not going to like it very much. Honestly, hey, for you kids listening out there, your, your parents might be wrong sometimes too. Right? Uh -oh. <laughs> um, and so it's hard for us, right? Because we're trying to learn what's true. We're trying to gain access to truthful information, but we have to be willing to recognize that maybe we shared an article that was wrong, or maybe we believed something from a report that turned out to be incorrect. We have to be humble enough to say, oh yeah, I used to believe something that was wrong, or I, I used to agree with this thing that turned out to be bad. Um, but we're all always kind of changing our minds and learning new information. We have to be willing to adapt and change our minds as we learn more truth. And so I think that's a really good quality for kids to have, especially even us as adults, to, to be willing to admit mistakes. Uh, because as you point out, Brittany, like th this is chaos. We're always hearing these different perspectives, people trying to manipulate us. I mean, there are people out there literally who try to take advantage of other people and deceive them, right? They try and get people to believe wrong things, yep. especially in the, the realm of government, right? Because then maybe we'll support a certain candidate for office, or maybe we'll support a certain policy that Congress wants to do. We talked on a past episode about how the, the guys in charge of the military tried to do really bad things to Americans to yeah. deceive them into supporting war. So there are, there are people out there who try and get us to believe wrong things because it benefits them. 
So we always have to be kind of on guard. Um, so I think it's a, a great topic for us to think about, Brittany. Agreed. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll leave it there. Make sure you are subscribed. TuttleTwins.com slash podcast for the show notes. Uh, maybe we'll link to uh, Glenn Greenwald and Jeremy yeah. Scahill and some of the stuff that they're doing so our listeners can continue finding voices to trust. It's a challenge, guys, even for us to try and make sure that we're not being swayed by fake news. It is a constant battle. So hope you're up to the task. Uh, you can at least trust us, the, the Tuttle <laughs> Twins team, right? We'll only, we won't feed you any fake news, but make sure you're sharing with your friends. We'll see you guys on the next episode. See you later, Brittany. See you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.